What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hey, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. My name is Pam. And my name is Jeremy. Thanks for tuning in again this week. This week, we have a My Kelly Experience episode. These are some of our favorite episodes, Pam, because we love to talk with fans about their experiences yes. and their interactions or just the inspiration that uh, Kelly has had in their lives. And this week, we have a very special guest. It is someone that, and, and it's sort of rare sometimes to have somebody that both Pam and I have met and have had interactions with because Pam's on the East Coast, I'm in the Midwest, so our paths don't always cross. But every once in a while, we have a person or two that uh, jumps all over the country and gets to to meet lots of different Kelly fans. And that is no exception with our friend Erin. Uh, you might know Erin uh, best from her on uh, social media. Her handle is Brooklyn Chick, and she has been all over the country when it comes to Kelly Clarkson, whether it be concerts or events. And uh, we are very excited to talk with her today. Kind of my uh, travel inspo, my little inspiration for wanting to travel <laughs> the country to see Kelly. So one day I will get to that point, maybe. Maybe. Someday. One day. Let's welcome to the show our good friend, Aaron. Hello, Aaron. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> It is so good to finally get you on the podcast. Um, You you know, we, as we said in in our intro, it's very rare for there to be a person in common between Pam and myself that we've both had interactions with. We've both been to shows with. And uh, and, and so it's really exciting to be able to talk to you today. First of all, you know, we we know that you're, you're known online and in the community as Brooklyn Chick, but you're actually not in Brooklyn anymore, right? No, (laughs) no. Um, like born and raised in Brooklyn, thought I would never, never, never leave. Um, but this Brooklyn chick works in finance, and the jobs, <laughs> the jobs are going elsewhere. Yeah. So yeah, like about 2014, uh, so about seven years ago, I moved to Baltimore. But I didn't want to be Baltimore chick. <laughs> this it's not as nice of a flow. Yeah. No, no. And so, yeah. And then so um, I've been in Chicago. I moved here Feb 2020 Oof. and the pandemic hit. Oof. And I moved back to Baltimore and said, I'll just work from home there. <laughs> <laughs> and then came back to Chicago and like to this mess that you guys see behind me. Oh, uh, my God. Uh, October. Oh, my God. October. Well, so, so it would it would figure that you know, as also one of the most well-traveled Kelly fans, you're turning into just a all around well-traveled woman in general. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, so Aaron, uh, obviously, you know, you've got a a long history uh, in the fandom. Why don't you take us back to the beginning and tell us how uh, you officially became a fan? Um, I probably have one of the, I guess, stranger like introductions to Kelly Clarkson because I didn't really become a fan until I was 30. (laughs) And, and actually even more so than that, I kind of became a fan of the person more so than the music. I, um, 
I, I work in finance and I was sitting in a job that I thought was my dream job that I had worked 10 years to get towards. And like, it's one of those, like, if you want to be a major league baseball player, it's like this, like you work all those years through your minor leagues and then you, yeah, you, get, you know? And so I worked all my way through like all these like lower level, like finance jobs. And finally I got like my big, like, I'm a trader at one of the top five investment banks in the world. And I hated it. <laughs> I don't know. I was at work late one night and I saw this little, this was mind you like 2007 to late, probably late 2006 going into 2007. Um, and I saw this, I, I was just waiting for some like work thing to finish running on some system. And I saw this little article on like, like, I don't know, it must've been CNN or just, just something that says like, like idol pop star says it's not about the money. And interesting. I don't know. I cl- clicked on it <laughs> and, I was like, and I was vaguely familiar with Kelly Clarkson because I'm, you know, I'm human. And, <laughs> but I read this, I read this article and, and it's like, and she, I guess she was coming off of or whatever was going on of the, the drama, if you will, of post breakaway going into my December. And she just, the article was just saying how like, she, she was basically like, I have enough more money than I ever thought I would have in my life at this point. Um, and I want to make the album I want to make and I can be in the music industry and not be Britney Spears. Like some, something, something along those lines. And I, it like hit me in the gut. I was like, wait, you can work in your dream industry and you, you don't have to be striving to be that like huge. I don't know. It's very profound for me. And mm-hmm. so I was like, who is this chick? <laughs> I need to know more. I'm like, she won a contest. Of course it's about the money. What do you mean? Now I say that because I was sitting in this job that was miserable and I was like, but I'm making some money. <laughs> and I just became voracious and I like wanted to see every interview and I wanted to see like, like, was this a one-time thing that she said or like, was this like really who she was? So as soon as you say you go down the rabbit hole of like interviews or whatever, you're going to end up at the express because. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I just found this like wealth of information and like, and all about this woman. And it just seemed like, yeah, it really wasn't like, it, it wasn't like, I don't know. It felt honest. So mm-hmm. So then I don't remember exactly when my December came out, probably. It was 2007. It was like right around, it was like around right now in 2007. Cause I just, okay, posted, so, I just, I just posted something like happy anniversary, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So perfect. So that, so that actually, yeah. Okay. So, so then, so then I was like, I, now I'm like, now I need to hear this album that she says, like, it's not about the money. And I listened to it. And it impacted me so profound. It, it, Jagged Little Pill and My December are like, you know, like Jagged Little Pill was when I was 18 and going to college. 
but I didn't have all the experience of getting screwed over by life at that point. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but then I like, I heard this album and I was like, Oh, it's like, it's all about like your boyfriend screwed you over and your friends kind of aren't who they thought they'd be. And life's not going like not life's not roses. And I just, I got a little sad. I was like, I feel, I, I kind of felt that a little later in my twenties and thirties. And I'm like, she's feeling a little younger. <laughs> I was like a little sad. And so I was like, okay. And then I had fallen into this, this, the express and I, you know, once you, once you like built up enough courage to post something or whatever, people are fairly friendly. And, um, and so I just, now I needed to hear her live. I needed to be like, okay, does she sound the way that she sounds? And cause again, I, she's a great singer and I'll listen to her sing the, the phone book. I, like I just don't care. Um, but that was sort of the third thing that led me to her. Where, whereas like, I feel like people who made, maybe people who like found her with Idol, it was like maybe the voice. Yeah. was like the thing, but so it was like the third, it was like, okay. And so I, I'm sorry, it's like a long story, but. <laughs> it's okay. But, but Pam may, may remember this if she was a fan at this point. So then Kelly plays like, what was supposed to be two nights. Yup, I know this very well because I, and I'm going to date myself, I was very young at the time, and I was like, Mom, I want to go see Kelly Clarkson. Can you buy me tickets? I didn't own like a credit or debit card at the time. So she wouldn't get me tickets because it was two nights in New York for my December at the, at the Beacon Theater. At the Beacon, right. It was sold out and I was crushed because I didn't have tickets. And I was like, oh my God. And then suddenly they added... The Sunday night, which was the first night. This is the first night. Yes. Right. <laughs> that was my first concert. Was that your first concert? For oh, Kelly. So, yeah. So, so yeah. Yes. So, that was my first Kelly concert. Oh, my God. We have the same first concert. That's so exciting. Look yeah, at this. So, <laughs> so, what happens is, is that, exactly, the two shows go on sale. And I got tickets to, I, I did get tickets to the first night. Okay. Um. One of the one of the benefits of working in financial services is that my computer connection was probably faster than yours. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> but I but I still had to hop through some firewalls, which in my concert travels proved to be problematic later on. Oh no. <laughs> but so anyway, so so I get tickets for the first night. Because I wanted to go the first night. And then the um they do the third night and it becomes the first night. And I was like, screw this. I want to go to the first night. (laughs) So I buy tickets to the, the new first night. So now, so now never in my life have I done this. Now I have two tickets. Like I have, well, four tickets, but like two tickets. You're going Sunday and Monday. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm going like Sunday and Monday. And I actually took off from work Monday and Tuesday. (laughs) I was like, all right. Cause Pam will know this. Like these shows are all the way to Beacon and then I go all the way back to Brooklyn. It's I was like, like a, it's a commute. It's a commute. Yeah. It's going to take like an hour and a half or something to get home after the show by train. Yes. Assuming the trains were all running. Anyway. So I go to the first show and okay. So, and I probably was like, I had floor seats, but like, it's a, it's like a Broadway theater type mm-hmm. environment. So uh, picture the orchestra, like, I, I don't know, it's probably like 
20 rows back, 25 rows back. And the seats were great. And the venue was great. And she was great. And I, and I dragged a friend with me. I'm like, let's go see Kelly Clarkson. And then the, the, the next night I like was going to drag my cousin because nobody I knew was like, we don't care. <laughs> That's why I brought my my mom with me. I was like, none of my friends want to go because like 2007 was not peak Kelly Clarkson. I'm going to say it. Yeah. yeah and, and honestly, like at this point, like, so mind you, I'm 30 and like, I'm probably what you would consider like an uber yuppie at this point. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm like, like, you know, I don't even know how to explain it. Like my friends are going out to like clubs in New York and getting bottle service. And like, oh my God. it's very like, Pam, like my friends were those like, I don't know how to explain this. I get, I know the type. I know the type. And We're as someone who is approaching that age now, I'm like, I will buy my 9.99 box of White Claw and have a night. <laughs> to my- yeah, <laughs> but I, I know I totally get what you're saying. They're not the Kelly yeah. Clarkson <laughs> clientele. <laughs> yeah, it's just not. You know, whatever. They're like going so, to like, yeah, they're like they're going to like club nights. <laughs> yeah, well, they're going to fancy bottle service lounges, and then my friends from like back home, like my Brooklyn friends, are like. At the, you know, the club, like, (laughs) (laughs) and who wants to see Kelly Clarkson with me? Yeah. Yeah. And then my college friends, like some people like, you know, knew I like country. So there was like nobody. So, so I dragged a couple people. My friend comes with me. She's like, that was nice. Bye. (laughs) She leaves to go home to her Upper East Side apartment or whatever. I'm like, all right. So I go the second night. Now, as Pam alluded to earlier, the second night with a diehard fans who were trying to go to the first night. <laughs> and, oh, I think the first night, though, the first night show, actually, Reba was at that show. She was. She was actually right behind me, because, so I was in front of the soundboard, basically. Nice. And Reba, and maybe even Clive were behind me. I know the night that everyone yelled, booed, not booed, but cheered Kelly. That was, was the first night. The second night, these diehard fans, like, uh, and I, maybe I am mixing these up because at one and one night she goes to sing because of you, and the fans just stop her. Like, I'm she pretty just, sure like, I wasn't there for that. And I was really pissed off. I'm pretty sure that was your second show. Okay, but it's like yeah. it went like sort of viralish. Oh yeah, yeah. Because one of the girls I had met on the express and then actually met in real life, it was like her vid- one of her videos like blew up because she like took this video. And I, I didn't know what any of this was like. Um, and so I, I just was the energy in the room. I was like, wait a second. This show's not the same. It's the same songs, but it is not the same show. And it was that second show was just like, like a drug. I didn't even know. To give <laughs> like, people some context as to what Aaron and I are talking about, if you go online and you search like Because of You, My December, New York, something like that, basically one of the shows – so she did three nights in New York, that tour, and one of the nights she sang Because of You, and people knew that Clive Davis was in the audience, and people knew the drama that went on just from reading it online about – um, you know, calling Kelly a crappy writer and blah, blah, blah. So whenever she sang that, people were going crazy in the audience because they knew Clive was there and it was basically just despite him. <laughs> yeah, which, is so, which is just so like the Kelly fandom to do that, to like band <laughs> together against a common enemy. <laughs> basically. <laughs> no, that's good. So 
So I just, I was just, and I was like euphoric. And my cousin who was with me was like, okay, that was nice. And then she, <laughs> she went home. And I was like, I, I need to go to the third night. <laughs> so, so the third night, I just, I was like, I can't drag any more people because this is ridiculous. And I found one ticket in like the third row. And so this was, this even made it more crazy. Like I go to concerts and I didn't really care where I sat. Like I'd be like, Oh, got tickets in the balcony or whatever. Like I never cared. Now I get the third row. And I just remember at one point, like I was like head banging or something with Anar, And I was like, Oh, he can see. We're, we're communicating. <laughs> <laughs> it really changes. Like, I mean, if you're fortunate enough to sit close, it changes your perspective. And you're like, oh, man, this is how I have to do concerts from now on. Mm-hmm. For Kelly. Yeah. Like, for anyone else, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. And, and also, like, going by yourself. It's great. Like, I mean, yeah. Especially once the show starts and people, like, kind of are like, oh, you're you're not some weirdo. Like, you just whatever. People are very friendly, and I don't just mean that in the Kelly fandom. I just mean like that was my gateway drug to like just doing what I wanted when I wanted, <laughs> where yeah. I wanted, whatever. And 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 yeah, I I went I went to work on like whatever day I went back to work, and I was just like, I don't know, it was it, it was like coming off a high, and I, I couldn't explain it to anyone, and. And but the but the people like on the express kind of got it, and I didn't get all the stories, and 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 then one of the people I met from the express was like, you know, she's playing Saturday in Connecticut. Oh my god! Which is just to give Jeremy to give you context, hour and a half, maybe two hours max. It's yeah. super close. Sure. So, I, which which is why I've seen a lot of shows, by the way, because. I've I've made so many comments on this podcast about how being in our area, she just they just tour so much, so we can't really help it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, from from Boston to DC, you're guaranteed like seven shows. I don't yeah. know. So, um, so I was like, wait, we're gonna travel for this? <laughs> like, I just was like, what? <laughs> and so we go. So we so we go to the show at Mohegan and. And the girl who I was with, the one whose like video blew up, she really kind of was into like the backup singer. She was into like Jill and Kate, and like yeah. they had a couple of songs and that she really liked. And so while we were waiting for the show to start, she's kind of talking about that or whatever. And the people in front of us were like, they can't be that good. Like they turned around and they like like this older couple. They're like what? not older, but like maybe like I don't know, fifty. I don't know, whatever. And they turn around and and I was like. Okay. And then all of a sudden, Jill starts walking towards us. And my friend is like freaking out. Like my friend, <laughs> this girl that I had met on the Express and like went to the show. And again, I met someone on the internet like that I met at the Beacon shows in person. And now we're going to Connecticut. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it starts. I'm telling you. And, and, and she was like, Eight, eight years younger than me. She's like 22 or something. I'm like, what am I doing? And and it turns out that the people in front of us were Jill's parents. No. Yeah. 
And so they turn around and they go, she's the worst one. Oh my God. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was kind of pretty funny. And so, so, uh, so yeah, so that happens. And then kind of that I had become friendly with this group of people and they were going to go to Nashville for the last show. So I kind of road tripped to Nashville. <laughs> um, and I did like this thing I hadn't done since I was like 19, which is like 12 people in one hotel room. Oh. I'm like, I'm like, and Jer- like you guys will get this now because you're a little older. I'm like, I'm like 30 years old. I'm like, why am I sleeping on the floor of like some hotel room? It was just weird. And, and the thing was, is that I was doing it for me. None of my other friends were like into this. And I, I was like, I was making friends that had a common interest with me at the time. And, and I don't know, I just kind of, I loved it. Like, so that was my whole like introduction to Kelly Clarkson. And like, everything was like firsts and like, you know, I don't know. I feel like that's a little bit different of a take than like some of the other people who like. Cause the fact that she won a singing show, you would assume that most people are, as you mentioned, are, a fan of hers first because of her voice and her music. And you're like, nah, I like her for, you know, having a no BS attitude. It's not about the money. Like, I don't even know, like, do you know how like profound, like people go through life and it's not about the money. Like, like no one says that. everyone in New York, it's about the hustle. What are you crazy? It's not about the money. There's not one person, there's not one struggling artist. There's not one person in New York who's not, who's like, it's not about the money. Exactly. Every immigrant in New York is like, it's about the money. I got to send it back home to my family. Yeah. It's like, oh. And here was this chick going, it's not about the money. It's like a different, definitely different mentality being, I mean, yeah. I mean, and yeah, someone who has the money. But yeah, it's it's so interesting because, yeah, a lot of people, unfortunately, are in the industry for the fame and money. So it's refreshing when you hear that someone <laughs> is not. And Aaron, I can definitely speak to the, you know, wondering what is your life when you're older than a lot of the people that you're hanging out with and you are in that hotel room that has like eight people, you're sleeping on a hide a bed or you're sleeping on a on a love seat sofa or something, you're all curled up because there's, you know, seven other people in the other room and uh, and because I've been to those shows, I've done those shows and there there is something about it and I and I'm glad that you said that you that this was something that you did for you because I was very similar in that and that I really wasn't able to bring any friends along with me on this ride. It was just something that I really gravitated to and wanted to do for myself. And like, just like you, not long after I really sort of dove in really, really deep is when I started traveling to shows and, and my traveling had to be a little more extensive and and further away than, than yours was. But um, nonetheless, here I am finding myself talking to these random people that I'm meeting on the internet and we're getting hotel rooms together and we're booking shows together. And there is something very special about that. And I know that there are other fandoms where this happens all the time. Um, but all I can speak for, and, and I'm assuming you as well, is that this is, this is what we know. And there is something very special about this. And the, the fan base is just, it's, Unlike anything that I've I've seen in any other fan base before, and I and I've sort of dabbled in other fan bases, and there's really nothing quite like the Kelly fan base. Um, were you much of a traveler before you kind of started going down the uh, the Kelly rabbit hole? 
Yeah, but like, um, like I, I, I traveled for work a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I had with my friends, like, um, um, you know, we we would we would hit up like vacation spots, but I wasn't really like an adventure traveler or. Um, it was really about hitting up some beach somewhere to like do that. Or I take you as more of a person that would have been more planned out. And, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I've got a vacation coming up in a few weeks or a couple months, not, Hey, we've got a couple weeks until the Nashville show. You want to, you want to see if we can get some tickets and, and rooms? Totally not like that. <laughs> <laughs> to- totally not like that. Um, and also because like a lot of my friends like couldn't like, everything had to be with people I already knew. Yep. And so you're, you're always like, like the trip planning was, was really more of a, of a production, if you will, not a big production, but it was like, when are you free? And when are you free? And when can we do this? And Oh, someone's a teacher. So I guess we're doing this on some expensive um, holiday week. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting because I feel like it's so, like, I'm in the exact same boat and I feel, I feel like, most of my vacations that I, I mean, I really haven't been on vacation since COVID started really, but like excluding that most of my vacations that I've taken in my twenties now, I revolve around Kelly concerts and like, Mm -hmm. I've taken a few here and there that weren't, but it's, it's, it's nice when you already, when you have the reason to do the traveling rather than like, let's go to LA and make a vacation out of it instead of we're going to go to go to the, I don't know, not that I've done this, go to the talk show and we'll make a vacation out of the talk show. You know, it's kind of, it's, it's very, it's, I've adopted my vacations very differently. And I feel like we can, we can all similarly say not entirely, but like we, not not many people do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually, so, so no, to Jeremy, to that point, no, but like right now today, the, that, the Kelly journey and like, my Kelly journey. Um, I have four states left of the United States to see. Um, and I've had experiences. Well, Kentucky doesn't count. I, I'm really not happy with the way I did Kentucky. So I count five, but like, <laughs> but I like, I've basically had an experience in every state. And most of those experiences are meeting people through Kelly concerts. And then and then um, my friend um, uh, Crash Pixie, who I think a lot of people oh, yeah. know from the US, yep, uh, our friend Allie, yep, yeah, yeah, uh, like she and I <laughs> did Europe one time. That's what um, I thought. I mentioned to Jeremy before you got on. I was like, I'm pretty yeah. sure they've done an international show. Yeah, yeah. We well we did some Canada shows too. I mean, so. nice. <laughs> we had the band thank us one like after two shows at these casino at. Niagara Falls, and um, they thanked us because the audience sucked. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like so now, so now I'm actually an aficionado, if you will, of good crowds versus mm, not so good crowds. <laughs> Aaron's um, got the barometer. Yeah, honest. Yeah, honestly, I, I have the barometer. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, because I've been to Kelly shows and went. Well, let's just forget about the 14,000 people behind us because this is, this is not good. <laughs> what is the shortest amount of time that you've were like, all right, we're going to just go up and go and go to a show? Yeah. yeah okay. So, so 
Kelly got me into this, but um, the shortest amount of time that that happened wasn't actually Kelly, it was Katy Perry. Oh. And <clears throat> I was at work. I was sitting at work and it was five o'clock and I was like, what am I going to do tonight? And I was like, I don't know. And Katy Perry was playing at Barclays. And um, so this might've been right before I left New York. So it was probably like 2013, 2012, 2013. And I went, there's two tickets here. And I had to buy two, but they were like two tickets that were really good. Not on the floor. They were like first, first level up of like a basketball arena. Yeah, sure. But they were first row of that. Um, And kind of, you know, obviously on the side because it's basketball arena. And I went, fine, I'll buy both tickets and I'll just go. Well, I get there and I go. And I got there after like one and a half openers had already started. I was like, really just going to see Katy Perry because I'd never seen her. This was the show, whatever tour it was. There was like, she had like flying emojis and like one of them looked like poop. And I went by myself and um, I ended up being, because she was on an elevated stage. So if you were on the floor, you're like necks hurting. You're like this. Whereas when she walked by me, we were like eye to eye. I was like, nice. It was pretty good. So I'd say probably about five minutes before the show started. My goal is to one day be that spontaneous. Never. I mean. One day. Yeah. I'm working on it. One day. But just remember, I started when I was 30. So, so Aaron, so you've talked about, you know, the, the origin of how you became a fan. So let's talk about the first time you meet Kelly Clarkson. How does, how does this happen? And what was the experience like? I think, okay, the first time I met her was a, was a organized fan meet and greet in Chicago, I think. I think it was all I ever wanted to her. Um, and it was just, I guess, luck of the draw of just the, getting a, the fan club uh, thing. Uh, they just chose the random. And, yeah. Yeah. And the thing was, is that, um, I wanted to tell her the story of it's not about the money and I, I wrote it out, whatever. And, and you know how those things are like, um, it's a cattle call, they're just, basically. Yeah, and as many pictures as possible. And so I wanted to tell the story, and they're like, "Do you want a picture?" I'm like, "No, I don't care about the picture." I'm like telling like the tour manager Tim, or like whoever's around. Now I know their names, right? It's weird, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I was like, I don't want the picture. I want to tell the story. <laughs> and she's she's like in, intently listening, but but I just wanted to tell her, I wanted to like thank her and tell her. So I tell her, and I don't think it was anything profound. I just wanted to, and and I didn't get a picture or anything because I didn't care. And actually, I'd say over half my mean greets, I'm like, I don't want the picture. Like, I just, like, if if I'm going to only get 30 seconds to a minute with the person, I I don't know. I'm going to take the picture and display it on my wall. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with the picture. So... So I, I want the experience. And actually I had heard an interview with um, Alan Alda, who was the guy from MASH. Yeah. And he gave an interview and, and he, he said, um, I hate when people come up to me and they just want my autograph. He's like, how about a handshake and a conversation? I like that. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know why I'm stuck. It, like, I thought that's great. And so I was like, well, if I get to meet her, I want to meet her. I don't, 
I don't want to like insert person here. And she's just standing there. Yeah. So, so that was my first, uh, meet random. I think it was after, I, I, I can't remember who was before or after the show. I feel like it was after. Cause I feel like after the show, we had to like line up on the side of the stage or something. Yeah, there were it was around that time when like some of the tours were before us so were after. I mean, now we know that like all of them are always before the show, but there was a time when it was after, and yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely could have been. Yeah, and so um, I was just I was just euphoric, and at that point, I had met like some Midwestern fans, and Jeremy, you might have even been at that at that show. So there was, except for getting her to t- getting to tell her that story, like I felt good about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I, she was just listening, and then she gave me a hug, and then you went, went on. on my way. Yeah, went on my way. Like, I wonder. I wonder if she thought that that was unique that you weren't a person who you know want just wanted the photo. You know, you actually wanted to stand there and talk to her because I know that I've had experiences with artists where they they very much feel like a piece of meat at a cattle call, and. You know, I've even been in scenarios where people have been talking about the artist to another person right in front of the artist and almost as if the artist is not specifically standing right next to them. And so I know that that can probably be a really weird experience for them. And so I'm I'm willing to bet that that was something that I'm not saying it resonated for the rest of her life, but that maybe resonated with her. And she probably thought to herself, wow, she didn't even take a picture. She just wanted to say hello. How interesting. Because everybody is always like, hi, how are you? Let's take a picture. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually I, I respect the hell out of you for that because you didn't do th- you're a better person than me because I'd have been like, when do we do the picture? Oh, me, too, because that's what we're conditioned to do, basically. But it made you made her feel like human. Yeah. And I have a terrible memory. So I know that I'm going to forget an experience like that. So I'm like, please take my picture. So I remember this. Uh, oh, no, because, by the way, um, I ended up right after hearing the album. I, I didn't tell this part of the story, but um, I quit my job. I was going to ask you that, but I was like, oh, I don't know if I should ask. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, I didn't quit my company, but I just was like, I, I went back to one of those jobs I had had as I worked my way up. And I, I said, this is not for me. I, like I'm miserable. Can I please? Cause I ended up realizing that what I really liked was, was not being the decision maker and giving myself an ulcer, but being a problem solver. <laughs> And so, um, and that was the impetus to it. And that was part of the story that I told her as well. Like, so yeah. Um, but my, but I will tell you my favorite meet and greet story, which this is my favorite. Yes, <laughs> please do. Was, um, it was the tour where there was the big Jason Aldean, uh, hologram. Hologram. Yeah. And, also Kelly had done this thing where for shows you could win like two like front row tickets um, per show. And I think it was a meet and greet and two front row tickets. And I actually won the tickets for radio city, um, but couldn't go or like, it wasn't a weekend. And at that point I I was going to so many shows that I was just going to get a ticket somewhere in the building in New York. And so I didn't really care so much. Uh, another fan, you guys um, know um, crayons. I'll use oh, like Jess. express. Yeah, yeah, Jess. Jess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, 
Yeah. And I have a funny story of Jess, of meeting Jess as we were waiting online at Terminal 5 to see Miranda Lambert. Like, nice. So, so you start to see these fans at all these other shows. Like, I've seen Nikki P um, at a little Big Town concert. Like, Miranda. Exactly. <laughs> so through the Express and through, like, getting to know some fans or whatever, um, I really wanted tickets for the Boston show. But I didn't have tickets. And I had tickets to a show I didn't want. So I orchestrated this thing where Jess bought my tickets for me, which I don't like selling fans t- tickets to other fans. But the person who had the tickets for, for Boston um, didn't want to use them either because they were going with like um, another person and kids. So they really needed like six, four or six tickets. And like the two, who were they, they going to do this shuffling with? Right. Yeah. So, but they wanted tickets for the Connecticut show. And I didn't know who had the tickets for the Connecticut show. Oh, so I'm like, okay, what am I going to do here? I'm a problem solver. So Jess buys my tickets. I use the money from her buying my tickets to go buy great tickets for the Connecticut show. Give them to the Boston person who gives me their tickets. So I can end <laughs> up front row at, at the Boston oh show. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. We're at the show and it comes with a meet and greet. We go to the meet and greet, and as soon as I go, as soon as I walk in, so now I know a lot of the back people or whatever, and um, and someone says to me, they go, picture today? And I went, mm, yeah, because this was also a meet and greet where you got to bring someone. So, so you had two tickets. Mm. So whoever you, so my sister-in-law gets to go back with me. And as soon as we walk in, Kelly's like, Hey, like she knows me. It gives me a hug. And my sister-in-law was like, hi, like whatever. And she's like, have you been at every show so far? And I went, oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, I was like, and this was like the seventh or eighth show. And I was like, I, I actually, I said, yeah. <laughs> she's like, but you were pretty far back in New York. <laughs> and I was like, how do you know this? I was like, I was ninth row. I was ninth oh, row. My God. <laughs> and I just remember my sister-in-law going, what is going on? <laughs> Kelly keeping track of and every single seat you've sat in. Yep. I don't even know. And so like, I don't think she knows my name. I don't think whatever, but I think she knows my face in the crowd at this point. I think. Yeah. 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 I think she knows she knows my face in the crowd, and so I just thought that was crazy. I was like, and uh, I've actually said to um, to Brian, the security guy Brian, over the years, I was like, "Am I one of these like bad fans that she's like scared of?" She goes, "He goes, you are not on that list." <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! So, <laughs> I have no comment. There's a list. There's a I got to say the money that I would pay to see that list. <laughs> I'm just, I'm very curious. Cause I'm, cause a- any fan who, who has had the, the, the very fortunate opportunity to meet her on multiple occasions, you always wonder if like, if it's one too many yeah. and you're, you're going to start being on that list because I, and I've told this story on the podcast before where I had an experience where the most, the last time I met her, um, she recognized me and says, I know you. And I thought, crap, this is a bad sign. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I would pay good money to see who's on that list. Cause I would be, uh, I'd be willing to bet. I knew a couple of names. 
Well, well I'm not on that list. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And yeah, and, and actually, um, I talked about that that Niagara Falls show. We ended up, um, Allie and I ended up at the like gambling next to Kelly for like an hour. Oh my gosh. <laughs> to which point, I was like, I'm done. I took to Allie. I was like. I've lost enough money. I don't need to sit here anymore. <laughs> Kelly, can you give me some pennies for the slots? Thanks. Oh my God. That's amazing. So Aaron, you, you, you know, you basically alluded to the fact that you've been to a lot of shows. If you know, Kelly even recognizes that you've been to a lot of shows. Do you know your number of shows? It, I was trying to find the ticket subs, but I, this is just my, I just it, over a hundred. Um, nice. I am. That's a that's a goal. I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah, but now, like, I do things like so. Um, what's nice about concert travel, and it doesn't have to be Kelly, is that um, you know where you need to be at eight o'clock that night. So, if you ever travel, like you're going to a city or you're going like wherever, you probably can find like touristy things to do during the day. But you're always kind of like, well, what are you going to do now? Concerts are great ways to do that. Ball games, if, you know, if, if sports are your thing, like, that's another great way to do it. But um, it's just the, the absolute best way to go, okay, we need to be at the theater or the stadium or this at X time. So what are we going to do during the day? And actually, like, um, I gotta give a like a huge thank you to basically all the Europe, all the German fans because when Ali and I did our European adventure, those were all like GA shows, and they would um, maybe because they liked Ali more than me, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like Sarah, like K- Casey FC Germany, like Sarah, like uh-huh. they would be at the front of the line, and they would let us like go do what we were going to do during the day and then just meet them at the front of the line. Wow. That is so, so cordial and so not wow. what you would get here. Yeah. That is not very American. No. No. <laughs> well, I, actually that's not true. Cause like Pam, were you at the Hammerstein show for all I ever wanted? The one that ended up with the awesome audio. Um, yes, but I had real. This was before my GA days. Um, I had actual seats, and th- I'm, I'm, this was my least favorite show to date because they sold me oh. a, sh- a seat in front of a column. I'm not exaggerating. And, like, I was 16 at the time, and I didn't have, like, the, the balls, for lack of a better term, to be like, excuse me, I can't see. Can you please sit me somewhere else? So I just had a really bad experience. I was not, I did not have a GAC, but I've been to other shows of hers at Hammerstein where I've had to wait out in the cold and it sucks, but go ahead. Okay. So this wasn't that bad because this was like October yeah. and whatever. And actually for this one, my sister-in-law came and she was about four months or five months pregnant with my niece, with the first kid. And I, I waited, I, I had some friends at that point and we're all at like, the front of the line and it's, you know, you could probably picture who these people are at the front of the line. And the best part is that every show we'd go to in the Northeast, it was GA. It was always the second group of fans that were always right behind us. just a little too late. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know who they are. I actually didn't know who they were, but it was very weird that they were always like second, but like when people from our group would show up and we get to be about 15 or so, 
they all just came to the front. Like, no, these are our friends are like with us. And we would tell people as they were coming, like, we're going to grow to about 15. Yeah, sorry. Right. But we weren't like one person growing to 15. Maybe we were like five, six, seven saying we're going to grow to 15. So we weren't a small group to start with. And for that show, like you run to like be up front. But I remember one of the people that was kind of with us um, um, and actually, Jeremy, you may know Sherry from like the Midwest group a little bit. So she she had this friend, and actually, I think he was I think he was friends with Mikey as well. He, he was a flight attendant, and he was like, "I'm not going to get to the show in time to get to the front." And I was like, "If you get in the building, I will save you a spot in the front." He's like, "What do you mean you save your spot in the front?" I was like, "Well, you have to box out." Like, so I learned how to do concert things. Yeah, like, you have to keep a little bit of space in between. Yeah, you plant, I was I was in the front row, and I'm in the front row, so nobody can be in front of me. So if I keep this is so weird. If I keep my hands on the railing, but I take a step back, I'm saving space. Yep. Sure. So, and I told the people around me, I said, look, as soon as he comes, I'll step forward, but he's going to step into the space. And so, yeah, he showed up like almost as like Kelly was like, he worked his way through the crowd and he ended up second row. <laughs> that, takes some, that takes some guts, but yeah, no, it's like, I don't know. I will not miss if she doesn't do any more like GA shows. I uh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough. Thank yeah. you. Well, like I told you, like it started out I was 30 in like a room with like 14 like 20 somethings and whatever and like but now, you know, um you know, 10 12 years go by and I I'm like one rule rule one is if it's a hotel I get a bed. <laughs> rule two is <laughs> you know rule two is like uh well i'm still a fan of ga actually because i i don't like when people in front of you tell you to sit oh i hate that that's true like i can take ga i just hate the aggressiveness of ga but i don't mind the actual like standing yeah so i can't be like i don't feel the need to be at the front of the barrier anymore like so like for kelly's last tour I think I, I ended up, I don't remember how many shows I could probably count if I thought to what cities and who I was with, where I went, but like, I, I went to somewhere like at least seven shows, but I only think I had bar stools for like two or three of them. The rest of the time, the great part about actually the meaning of life tour was that the GA area wasn't that big. No. Like, like once you got past the bar stools, so we actually would just stay at the, We'd say the tip. <laughs> <laughs> Just a tip. Because basically behind the bar stools, there's really only two or three rows of people at that point. Yeah. And we just like, we just um, sang our hearts out to like, never, never enough. And like, <laughs> just have, like, we were just having full on like fun experiences at that point. Favorite moment that you've had as a well-traveled Kelly fan. I mean, that meet and greet with my sister-in-law and her face, her walking out of that meet and greet and her going, what the hell just happened? <laughs> <laughs> was was honestly, and also the ticket exchange to get the yeah, tickets. Yeah, that's insane. That like, was impressive. Was pretty, was, was pretty um, impressive. Um, I had so many. You know, you know what I really enjoy? I really enjoy when like, 
I'm a fan of, I can, my, my thing is I'm also a little bit of a snob now and I want to be in the first three rows. I mean, I really want to be closer than that, but I'm in the first three rows. If I buy a ticket in the eighth, ninth, 10th row, whatever I bought, and then I upgrade myself, I'm not always looking to sell that ticket. Um, I like, I like going to the nosebleeds or the lawn section or whatever Mm -hmm. and saying like, do you guys want these? Um, and generally people are so skeptical. Yeah. They're like, well, it doesn't cost you anything. Like, like if I'm wrong, okay, maybe you lost your lawn thing, but why would I care if you lost your lawn spot? Like, so I, I love it when we, we get to like upgrade people. Um, and I say we, cause some of the friends that I've made, like they do that. Yeah. Um, I did that once. I um I think it was during the piece by piece tour. I uh was very fortunate enough I was I got a meet and greet through Cricket and I didn't realize they gave you tickets as well. And I already had a ticket to the show and they were like really good seats. So um and I had heard other people, they were like, Yeah, I got like thirtieth row tickets from Cricket, whatever and I'm like, All right, well, fine. One of my friends like genuinely could not afford to go to that tour and she really wanted tickets. So I was like, Hey, I'm going to have a free ticket. I'm going to have a free pair of tickets, bring a friend. I have absolutely no idea where these are. They might be the last row, but like enjoy. In the building. They were like yeah. seventh row side. And I was like, okay, I, I did a mitzvah. <laughs> You're doing a mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I just, I don't even think, I don't even think I can. Um, oh, one time we went to a show and a fan couldn't afford to go to go to shows. We like flew them to meet us in St. Louis. So they could go to a show. Wow. I mean, if if you're uh, willing, if you're able to do, it, I mean, obviously, like a lot of people aren't, but like if if you're willing, if you're able to, if someone's able to do something like that, like that's awesome. Like hell yeah, I would yeah. give people to you know like. I just can't believe what people were accepting. Like it was so weird. It was such this weird bubble of trust and you're not going to end up with a psycho. And sometimes there were some psychos, but (laughs) that's the great part about traveling. I'm like, well, I don't live in this town. So I'm out. (laughs) Well, Aaron, and that, that, is a nice segue into kind of the last thing that I wanted to talk with you about. And, And I wanted you to talk about, the friendships that you have made because oh, you know you and you and I have have crossed paths uh, many times, and I know that you became very close with a lot of the people that are sort of in, if I may be so bold as to claim the Midwest crew. Uh, you know, I know that there's like a you know there's an East Coast crew and there's a West Coast crew and there's a Midwest and there's got to be like a Southern crew as well. Um, but I know that you know, I mean, we're not just talking about people that you meet. And you go to shows together. I mean, you guys vacation together, weddings, you know, you're standing up in each other's weddings and and bachelorette parties and, and, and then some, you know, you're there for the births of children. I mean, talk a little bit about, you know, the, the friendships that you've made through all of this. Yeah, like I was at Nikki P's wedding. Like I was like, uh, um, January's wedding. <laughs> like, I think I'm you, were there, you were there for the proposal. Oh, that's right. She was right. Her fiance called me. It's like, I know it's a pandemic, but I want her to have a close friend. I love that. <laughs> when I proposed. Um, yeah. And so I can't even, it's so great to have a group of friends that are just like-minded. And what does like-minded mean? Like, 
they're up for, they're up for adventure. They're up for stuff. They're like, you grow up and you have the friends that you grew up with, but your friends, because of proximity, you, you, do you have to maintain the same interests? Like Facebook weirds me out that way. I'm like, I don't, I don't really like the fact that I still know what's going on in people's lives. <laughs> what's going on in mine. I'm like, we should have drifted. <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, a lot of the Um, thing about, like, being a friend, like, I'm going to get, like, all, like, deep here for a second, but it's, like, um, one of those things where you're friends with someone for a season, for a reason, or legitimately forever, and that kind of goes with that, with what you were just saying. Yeah, yeah, Um, and so I've just been lucky enough to collect people. I don't collect tickets. (laughs) I don't collect shirts, paraphernalia. I collect experiences and people and friendships and relationships and, and, and it's, it's the single greatest thing about, about reading that blurb that said, it's not about the money. Um, I don't even know how to like count, like, and and you'll like, um, I don't know if you get, you might know Blake. Um, so like, you know, good, good friends. Actually, it's so funny, like, and this isn't even about me, but like, Blake moved to Nashville, and I have a friend, Kelly, who moved to Nashville, and I have a friend, Lindsay, who moved to Nashville, and a friend, Colleen, who moved to Nashville, and now, they all knew each other, and like, they don't hang out every day, but they have, like, they all moved to this new city, and from like, five different cities, just like, and they're friendly now, so like, it's great when I go to Nashville, like, I get to go see everyone, <laughs> all these people. Yeah, because because Kelly's gonna host something in her backyard, and uh, and we're gonna hang out, <laughs> and it's it's awesome. Um, I mean, I started, I actually started traveling because, again, yeah, there's so many shows in the in the Northeast, but they're also probably the most expensive shows to go yes, to. Yes, the most expensive and arguably, arguably probably some of the hardest to get good, decent seats for. Just because we're so yeah. densely populated here, um, it's just yeah. there's so many more people here rather than if you're going to a show like, I don't know, Denver. North Carolina. Or, yeah. Yeah, or Denver. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so I remember – I remember it was one of the first trips I took was um, like non, like not a car trip, but like got on a plane. It was two worlds, two voices. And whatever show Kelly, Kelly really didn't do that show in New York proper. I think the closest show might've been. Bridgeport. She did Bridgeport. She did Bridgeport. Um, and then she did one out in Pennsylvania, I think. Yeah. And I do remember driving six hours to West Virginia. That's how I went, check, West Virginia. (laughs) Yeah, no, I did not do that. (laughs) Um, And actually, a lot of New York fans went to West Virginia. Because I remember that first leg of the tour, um, because she did two different legs. The first leg, that probably was the closest. I went to the second leg, and I was like, all right, Connecticut, let's go. Yeah. You didn't know there was going to be a I second didn't. So I took took a chance, and I was like, all right, I'm not traveling, because I also didn't have my license. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> yeah. dating myself. So, yeah. <laughs> so I just remember like going, well, if 
if I want to go to this show and I, I want to get good tickets, because now you're fighting with Reba fans too. Yeah. And I'm like, not fighting, but like, Competing. Of, yeah. So I remember that there were front row tickets available in Grand Rapids. And because um, I went to college in Michigan, I had some friends that were still there. I was like, okay, I can actually get a round trip flight, a hotel, a car, and these two front row tickets for cheaper than like one front row ticket in anywhere close to New York. Which is and wild. I did it. And I, it was, it was, you know, flew into Detroit, picked up my friend JJ. Again, he didn't know anything. He was just up for the experience. He actually wasn't a Kelly fan, anything. We went to the, we drove to Grand Rapids, which is like, pretty far Detroit, like two out at least two three hours from detroit um had a reba wig that i wore kelly and reba are talking to us from the stage he's loving life we just had the best best time like and then i started realizing this midwest thing is a deal <laughs> like, <laughs> like like go to the show in milwaukee don't go to the show in uh, Philly. New York or Boston yeah. or Philly, yeah. yeah. This is also just as this is very like um, this is mirroring a lot of like the real estate going on right now because I literally, literally, as I'm looking at apartments, I'm like, oh, I can live in a 600 square foot apartment and spend more than most people spend on their mortgage. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that's kind of like that's really where the flying travel kind of came in was like realizing that. I can get experiences out of this um, and see some friends of mine that like, it's also like, Hey, I'm coming to your town. I'll pay for the show ticket to the show, but let's go hang out. And so, you know, I've taken, like I said, like I've dragged my sister-in-law, I've dragged like friends, I've dragged other relatives, just, you know, and, and I get to see them, which is the bonus. And they get to see me enjoying the shows the way that I love to, which is, I also go to the shows because it's cathartic for me. I, yeah. I'm a really bad singer. The band drowns me out. Um, <laughs> you get some I, angst out. You get some whatever. Yeah. And I know Joe come out dripping in sweat because I am not Pam size. And I am like. I sweat as well. Ass. And it's the best. It's the best workout, especially if you're just like. <laughs> yeah. Not really that, fist pumping, but like, yeah, you're moving. You. If you that means you a, experienced you the show. You, yeah. you were a part of the show. If, if you don't, I if love you don't come dripping out sweating. in sweat after a show. I'm like, hell yeah. I know I lived it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just, it, um, I just, it just, then it just started to become a thing. And I started to get friendly with people. Actually, the Rockford show of probably all I ever wanted um, was probably a quintessential express show because. Like, I feel like everybody ended up staying at some hotel that was um, in Rockford. And Jenny Ray, it was her birthday, it was February. And she's doing a birthday dinner beforehand. And she said, and whoever was organizing it, whoever was doing it, was like, just come. And I met all these great, like, Midwest fans. And, like, and I kind of, like, vibed with the energy of the group and, like, I don't know. They were just like, okay, next time come to the next thing or do. And I just, 
I just started to and like, um, or if they wanted to come to an East coast show, I'd be like, you can home base yourself in my 600 square foot Brooklyn apartment. <laughs> like <laughs> fine. I think um, the cool part is that what I'm, what I you know have realized over the years is that becoming friends with fans is that when you meet people, even if you meet people, random people at a show, which I, you know, we're all guilty of doing that and kind of befriending people at shows, you don't know anything about their backstory. So you're meeting them because of a common interest and then it can grow from there. You can either be friendly with them because you both like the same interest or it can just grow and you become like BFFs. Whereas, you know, people that you know from childhood or college or from work, you have, you kind of already met them for a reason and that's why you know them. But that's the reason why. Um, yeah. So it, it's a very unique thing that we're, you know, it, I mean, yes, you, people get this for like, you know, sports and stuff like that. But I think being a hardcore fan of something or someone is a whole different level of friendship. Yeah. It, ding, ding, ding. Because like, like I was saying, like, I was growing into something that the rest of the people I know weren't. And they were always like, well, why are you going to do that? I'm like, well, what's my alternative? What are you doing? Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, um, and then for my friends that were having kids, I was like, well, I'm not interested in that. So <laughs> <laughs> this is my alternative. I'm going to spend all my money on concert tickets. Let me be happy. Yeah. You bought a, you bought a changing table. Woohoo. I bought a concert ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, um, I feel like that was like the quintessential like thing for my, for this group of friends that I, that I now have, like where we, I, we kind of knew each other all from like certain like Kelly things, but like we just decided to meet up somewhere and we just had a great time. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I mean, honestly, that was like 12 years ago. So these and are just my friends now. They're just yeah. genuine. Yeah. Cause a lot of it stems from, you know, Oh, we're, we like we like her music, and then you're like, oh, we're literally like best friends. And thank you, Kelly. Yeah. Like, I feel like Kelly is responsible for so many friendships, relationships yeah. out there. It's it's wild. Yeah, right. Weddings, kids, like you know, it's just it's just well, insane. Well, um, well, Aaron, it has been so much fun to to have you on the show today. And I mean, I swear I could talk to you for three hours and just listen to your stories. Um, but uh, I, I, I think I can easily say this to to people listening. Next time you're at a Kelly show, I feel confident saying, just watch for Erin, because there's a fairly decent chance she's going to be there. <laughs> you won't miss and her. I, trust me. And I think also the moral of the story is if you really want to go to a concert, go. if it's safe, just go by yourself. Just yeah. do it. If don't, you're don't, able to and it's safe, just bite the bullet. It'll, you'll have a great time worry about the social stigma nobody cares because during the middle of a concert you're not talking to your friends you're watching the show who cares same thing about like going to movies and whatnot who cares if you're going by yourself you're not there to talk to people you're watching the movie you're watching the concert go to the concert buy the ticket have the experience because as aaron has so eloquently said the experience matters more and uh with that uh aaron thank you so much for for taking the time today we really appreciate it and i again i can definitely say i can't wait to see you again soon (laughs) thank you guys i i really enjoyed uh i really enjoyed talking thank you so much aaron for speaking with us today um i really enjoyed hearing all of those like shenanigans because i definitely did not know all of that 
And, and I'm I just telling think it's, you, that's it's scratching really, the surface. That is scratching yeah. the surface of the shenanigans stories that Aaron has. She was, are, she was being like very generous. Those are like the PG rated. <laughs> yes. No, actually, I have no idea if anything is worse than that. But I'm sure there's. She's some. when she says that stories are legendary. She's not kidding. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. And I also just think it's really cool the way that she became a fan because most people, it's always, you know, if you're a fan of Kelly's, presumably you're going to be a fan of the music first. That's mm-hmm. just kind of how it goes. So I really like how that was different. It's just, it's so interesting to think that just by reading an article online that shaped her life for the next, you know, 15 years and brought in friendships that she would have never had. You know, you just, you never know when you're going to do one of those things in your life that is a complete transformative moment and it's just going to change absolutely everything. So like you, I, I very much love that story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that about wraps it up for today. Um, as always, you can find us on um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Miss Into Podcast, and you can email us at Miss Into Podcast at gmail.com. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of let you guys know, we're going to take off the next week, a little summer break. <laughs> and we will be back with a new episode on was it July July twentieth I believe that's right July twentieth July twentieth. Um, so in the in the meantime, if you haven't caught up on all the episodes, now's your chance. Yes, like Aaron. Aaron was like ten episodes behind. <laughs> it's okay. Life happens. Yeah, but of that's why we we give you guys breaks and we take breaks ourselves. And yeah, that's about it. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, until uh, two weeks from now, we will see you next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to missindiepodcast at gmail.com.